0: Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of the day's message is Self-Limiting Preconceived Expectations. You know, many miss what God is doing and saying because of preconceived notions of how he will do it and how he will say it and who he will use. (laughs) Some of the greatest persecutors of the current revival are those who have been touched powerfully in the past revival. And when we get touched by God in great ways, there can be a tendency, if we're not careful, to believe that's how he will move again in the future. And we're looking only for that We're looking for only a certain preaching style. We're looking for only a certain manifestation or a result, an immediate result from what we experienced. And then because we're only looking for that, we miss what God is doing. And God seems to like to confound the supposed wise with some of the things he does. And it takes a really open heart, a discerning heart to see and to be open to what the Lord is doing. And, and the Bible's full of examples where God blew apart the preconceived expectations of how he would do things or who he would use. A non-Jewish prostitute named Rahab helped the Israelites and she ended up in the genealogy of Jesus. Money to pay taxes came from a fish's mouth, an unlikely source of provision. A miracle feeding 5,000 started from a little boy. A nation saving victory over a giant came from a teenage boy. Two uneducated men, Peter and John, astounded the religious leaders of their day. And they recognized they had been with Jesus and they were catalytic for revival, those two uneducated men. And a donkey rebuked Balaam. (laughs) There's a fascinating story. It's kind of funny in 2 Kings 5 where a man named Naaman, a non-Jew from Syria, Damascus, had leprosy, he was told you can be healed in Israel. There's a prophet named Elisha. And Elisha didn't even come out and see him. Naaman had a preconceived idea of how God would heal him. (laughs) And it says, but Naaman became furious. This is in 2 Kings 5. But Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. Are not the Abana and the Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. (laughs) Oh my. He turned and went away in rage. Fortunately, he got some wise counsel. He dipped in the river seven times, which was what Elisha said. Got healed. But he had a preconceived idea. In 1 Samuel 16, the Lord sends Samuel to Jesse's house to anoint The next king, verses 6 and 7, says this. So it was when they came that Samuel looked at Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at the appearance, at his appearance, or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance. But the Lord looks at the heart. The prophet Samuel had a preconceived idea of who the next leader was going to be, of who the next king would be, and was looking with his natural eye rather than with his spiritual eye. Rigid wineskins and thinking prevent us to being open to unusual and new ways God may want to speak or manifest. And I know from my own experience that the Lord has used unlikely people. I remember one of the churches we pastored where an individual did not like another individual in the church, got prayer from that individual reluctantly, and got healed. I've heard some great prophetic words from people who were on a journey themselves in their own lifestyle and and but They became a voice. It's like what happened in John chapter 4 when the woman at the well that Jesus spoke to who had five husbands was living with a man. She became a voice. She became a gatherer. She became the proclaimer of what God is doing now. When I think about this, self-limiting preconceived expectations, not only does it relate to who God uses, how he might manifest himself, but I believe that it also relates to assignments we have, relationships that we have. I know in many of my assignments that I felt like God has given me, that I had a preconceived idea of what it was going to be about. And then I found out it was actually about something else. (laughs) My first pastorate in the beginning years, I'm going to change the world. Now, actually, your preconceived notion about you, what's going to happen through you is important. No, actually, what's happening in you, Steve, is more important than what's happening through you. And I'm going to redefine your... Understanding of success, and success is not an outward manifestation of something. Success is a state of being. I believe this prophetically, and I believe this message is a prophetic word for us who are listening right now, that the Lord is expanding us to be able to see what he's doing where in the past we would not have seen it, or we would not have received it. God has a habit of using preachers who are not from our background or maybe have irritating habits. (laughs) He may use somebody who is just unrefined. He may use somebody who's got completely different gift mix than you to change your life. He may use somebody that you think you're in competition with for whatever reason. He may use somebody that you're offended with. He may do new type of spiritual manifestations of his glory. So thank you, Father, today for opening us up to you doing things in new ways. Thank you that you said in Mark 2.22, you can't put new wine in an old wineskin. Thank you for increasing, improving our wineskins, making them new with the ability to receive and see like never before. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. Let me just tell you a few things that's coming up we are so excited about what God's doing through Igniting Hope right now. Our team, April 23rd and 24th, Wendy, my wife Wendy and I are doing a two-day online conference, the Abounding Hope and Joy Conference. If you like these podcasts from me, you're, and you've never heard Wendy, you're gonna love Wendy. She adds so much. If you've heard Wendy, you know. We're gonna have some pre-recorded material. We're gonna have some live sessions on that Friday and Saturday, April 23rd, 24th. You can purchase the package for $15, $30, $45. Get the exact same set of of content, but just pay what you can afford. If you can't afford it, let us know. We want everybody to be a part. It's gonna be powerful. It's gonna be, I believe, life-changing, life-launching. You can find out about that at ignitinghope.com. Scroll down on our homepage. Or you can sign up for our newsletter at ignitinghope.com. You'll receive updates on that and other things we're doing. And then May 3rd, my wife Wendy is starting an eight-week online course through the Igniting Hope Academy called Spirit Living, using her book, Living from the Unseen. It's going to be powerful. You can also find out about that on our website, ignitinghope.com. .com and then just a little teaser in June my brother Phil Backlin and I will be doing a 12 week online course The Culture of Empowerment. It's going to be a great course for leaders, church leaders, business leaders, parents, nonprofit leaders, organizational leaders or anybody who wants to grow in their leadership. We'll be using my our book The Culture of Empowerment, but we're also writing and we've just finished a business and organizational version of the culture of empowerment, which will be available in ebook format for that course. That's going to be great information, will be coming on that. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. And I want to remind you, we are here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances, there's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership, influential quality there is. Our hope level determines our influence level. He has the most hope is the most influ- influence. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present, and we have the power to help make it so. And also, know this, the joy of the Lord is your strength. I need strength now, not at the end of the battle. I need strength in the middle of the battle. And pretty much, I've noticed this, that for pretty much everybody listening, and pretty much, there's no convenient time to walk in radical joy. Joy in a more convenient season, I'll call for. I'll be be joyful when all my problems are over. (laughs) Let's laugh at that. When, when I don't have any personal weaknesses, when there's no relational challenges, when everything in my family is happening the way I want it to, and there's no financial challenge, when I'm only hearing good news in the media, then I'll be joyful. No, that's, that's delusional. I, I just release a breakthrough right now to stir up joy. And you can start with thanksgiving. Just start thanking God. Thank Him for who He is and what He's doing. And then just stir up the joy of the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Hey, I'm going to be in Houston here this weekend. If you're listening to this immediately, I'll be in Phoenix at the end of the month, early May, Albany, Oregon as well. And just you can go to our website for where I'm going to be. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast I invite you to share these podcasts with others and I look forward to having you again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.